This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. My name is Anthony Nicolosi. And I'm Skylar Sokol. Sorry, I was getting attacked by my cat. Oh, but he's survived. And today we are talking about. Arcades. We're talking yes. about arcades. We're going to talk about, I don't know, we're going to talk about a few things. One thing I'm super interested in is for those who don't know, for those not real KO Koala fans, uh, Skyler is a huge arcade guy, huge arcade guy, and I want to get his perspective. I am I'm not like against arcades. I just you know none of the games I ever super cared for outside Dance Dance Revolution was at arcades, and I'll be lying if I didn't fucking throw some quarters in at Fat City every time I got Hell a chance. Yeah, yeah but, I mean I went to arcades a ton as a kid too, and this new arcade phenomenon for me is a very recent thing only in the past like three or four years that did i start arcading again it wasn't like i was always you know searching for arcades for the past like 20 years it just like started happening again we can talk about that yeah, yeah i'm interested i'm interested in your the holistic experience of arcades why you enjoy them so much what takes you to them i'll give you my perspective on a few things like uh, uh you, you also like you like fighting games right i, I want to get your thoughts on like would you prefer to play that at an arcade or on a controller or whatever. So start where you like. Where do you want to start? Tell us so, what. Yeah, tell us whatever you want. Go, go. So modern arcades are interesting, right? Because arcades are definitely like a dying breed in America. In Japan, they're still big. In other countries, they're still bigger than they are in America. But in America, they're kind of a dying breed. And that's just because of the advent of home gaming being so, being so accessible, right? So a lot of arcades, successful ones in America, are now successful either for one of two reasons has been my observation. Reason one is they are barcades, where they have a bar that offers like alcohol and interesting drinks, potentially video game-themed, whatever, and then also games. Um, there's an arcade in downtown Denver, for example, called the One Up. That's like basically that concept entirely. It's a bar, and then they've got like a bunch of shitty retro games. Sorry to anyone who likes the One Up, but like they just have they don't have good games. <laughs> Sean's uh, the, in chat right now. He just literally said I know. One I saw up him saying that's what reminded me of it. They, they, like their <laughs> games are just shit. They've got like Pac Man. They've got like the old shit. Like if you want to go like have a nostalgia attack with their gotcha. games, that's great. That's what they're playing into with their games though. Whereas the arcade I go to, Akihabara Arcade, they've got a bunch of like Japanese import games and this is the other way arcades are successful is having rare games that are hard to find and are not really possible to play at home in the way you're playing them at the arcade that's the big difference for an arcade and that's like the big difference in the experience right so Akihabara is both a barcade and it has unique games so I think that's why it's successful and the fact that it has a lot of unique rhythm games and also fighting games is the reason why I love going there because that's like two of my favorite genres of games yeah that's actually worth calling out you have shown me i want to say like two or three games and i'm sure there's more from this place akihabara yeah that's like they're like rhythm games i think all the ones you showed me were rhythm games but they've got like really unique controls right we got you beat which is like a grid of buttons Not, that like yep. light up and shit we've it's got like a three by three grid right for the right, people who exactly. haven't seen it it's like rhythm whack-a-mole 
Um, yeah. Check our TikTok and you can find a video yeah, of me playing it. There's a clip it. of Skylar going um, fucking ham on it. There's also uh, My My, which is like a big washing machine touch screen that you like touch with buttons around it. Like it's unique control schemes that really like f- flourish at an arcade, right? Uh, as far as like s- the at least one style of games that arcades go. There's also a Super Monkey Ball machine that has like a banana for the joystick instead of a joystick, which like the novelty of that is pretty yeah. cool. It's like this giant banana. It's pretty funny. And it's fun <laughs> to play with. It's very different than playing on a controller. Like it feels com- like a completely different game. Okay. Uh, what about, what's this one that you play? Fusion Frenzy. Is that at the arcade too? Well, Fusion Frenzy. Wait, not, I'm sorry, not Fusion Frenzy. Fuck. The one that you, the crazy ass one that tilts and shit. That you go like shoo, 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 on stream. Oh, Sound Voltex. Yeah, I don't know why I said Fusion. Sound friends. Voltex uh, is at some arcades. There's an arcade called Round One that has one, but the uh, Akihabara does not have a Sound Voltex machine, which was one of my motivations for getting a controller for my house. But that's the thing. Like the investment for that is like two hundred to three hundred dollars for a single game, right? And I can go to the arcade and pay fifty cents to play that game. Like I was for, just going to ask, know, what, what does it cost to go to the arcade? I'm nothing to go in. Yeah, right. Well, right. so there's actually a few different arcade concepts around now, and that's also improved how arcades work. Some arcades are you pay for like a card with money on them when you go in and you use that for the games. I think Dave and Buster's has that. Round one has that. Those kinds of things. Those are generally more ticket game focused arcades, though. Um, like casual arcades, like these kinds of arcades that are like more for just or I guess more hardcore arcades that aren't for ticket games. Yeah. <laughs> um, either you pay on entry and you play unlimited games for like a time period. So you pay like $10 for an hour of unlimited games or something like that. Or you just pay quarters for the games. Akihabara is a quarters for the games place. Um, in general, a fighting game is between 25 to 50 cents. Basically, any game is 25 to 50 cents except for the rhythm games. The like really big, complex, cool controller rhythm games are a dollar a play for usually three songs or some of them are 50 cents a play, some of the rhythm games. So when you go, how long do you go? So if I'm there for like two, I, I'm there for a while, but more than average, I can stay for like four to six hours. But, oh, shit. um, but like an average person's there for a couple hours. If you're there for like two hours, you'll probably spend ten bucks, maybe, okay. maybe five bucks. Like it's not bad. the 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 value prospect is quite good, especially at Akihabara. I mean, where they make their money is on alcohol, right? Like that's where they're making their money, and that's why they can afford to put yeah. the games at a reasonable price. I mean, I don't know if you think about it, dude. Five dollars. You go, how often do you think the average person goes? Once a week, maybe? I mean, the $20, $25 a month. Right, exactly. I mean, I go like five times a week, so I probably spend a lot more than that, but I don't drink at all when I'm there, so I save money that way. Yeah, no, because I I was, before I really used my brain and thought about it, I was like, well, do you have to like be a member you know, of the arcade to go in there or something? But I actually, it'd be hype if they had that. Like, I could get discounts on games since I go there. So, well, much, I was going to say, probably from their perspective, from the business model perspective, they would probably lose money on the average person, right? Like, right? Yeah, it, it would be more of like a dedicated program where if you're there a lot, they would give you a benefit rather than forcing everyone to have to do this thing, right? Yeah, dude, you're probably paying um, their rent. <laughs> I get the benefit of of uh, staying after close though because I'm good friends with the bartender. Last week. 
or two weeks ago we we the arcade closed and we him and i just like played my my him and me and this one other person who we were waiting to sober up so she could drive home played till literally 3 a.m and the arcade <laughs> closed at like 11 that's that's cool though so that was that's sick cool. it was just literally us in the arcade with my my the only machine on playing it over and over okay so Right now, and in Akihabara, what are your top three favorite games? So my top three games in Akihabara are U-Beat, Mai Mai, and Street Fighter Third Strike. And so the fighting games are the thing we haven't talked much about. And mm-hmm. why Why would you play a fighting game at the arcade? Because that doesn't... You can play at home. You can have a fight stick. You know, I have a fight stick right here, right? And these are much more affordable. I mean, this one's nice, but fight sticks are pretty affordable, so like that's easy to have at home. Like people can get those for less than a hundred bucks and have it, and it plays like you know any fighting game. And you don't mm-hmm. even need one. Like tons of people play fighting games with regular controllers too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so why? So why? So the cool thing about playing a fighting game at the arcade is like the community experience. And I think we talked about this in maybe our second or first podcast when we talked about gaming experiences. Um, is that playing a fighting game at the arcade like? What's cool about Akihabara is the third strike machine also has a monitor setup that mirrors the display next to it, so um, so people can watch and they don't have to stand behind the game. Oh, um, wait, wait, so, say, say that again. So these are Japanese style fighting game cabinets, at least the one third strike is on, which means that one per there's two cabinets back okay. to back, and okay. one person sits at this one and one person sits at this one, and then you're both looking at screens facing you mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there. So you're not next to each other; you're across from each other playing against each other and then there's a monitor here on the side of the machine that people can sit like in front of that like faces the bar that people can watch from and so the experience of like playing a third strike with like you know five people watching you getting like fucking hype when shit happens is super cool cool. it's like sort of a mini like playing in a tournament experience almost Right. right you're just like playing people are getting hype um and just like learning Third Strike at the arcade was such a unique experience that I would have never been able to get anywhere else, right? Like, I guess I could find some like prodigy on Discord and like beg him to like go in a lobby with me and talk to me, but being able to be there and have like some dude walk over and just be like, hey, you should try this. And then like trying it and like having, being able to just play people um, over and over in like that way and then talk to them about the match is just like a really unique way to play games that you don't really get in modern yeah, online yeah. matchmaking. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. The spec, the spectator element is an interesting one that I, I think that's, I mean, you, there, there's a few things about that setup that sound kind of, uh, I don't know, novel compared to the ones I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a arcade pleb, right? I'm a Dave and Buster's yeah. <laughs> if I do an arcade, I would thing. say the experience I'm saying is less Dave and Buster's and more like you playing smash at home right, with right, like your right. friends. Right. Right. Which is cause I'm also thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you would stay there four to six hours. You particularly, if it was, strictly just like the game you maybe you would but like i i was like there's gotta be a social element to this too right i for for the rhythm games potentially not but definitely for the fighting games right the rhythm games are novel enough on their own and unique enough on their own that i would have reason to just go there to play those i mean obviously i'm a social person so i talk to people i make friends with people but like i'm i i'm there when i'm playing the rhythm games i'm there to play that game and like even though my my is like two player, like you're competing with someone, I barely ever care about. I like I just care about improving my own score and like focusing on my own game. So, 
Is there any is there any amount of like leaderboardness going on for like Ubi? So some of the games have leaderboards, and those um, some of the more like traditional games there do have leaderboards that people do like enjoy competing for. I've never been like a leaderboard person, but I, if you beat or my my had one, I guess I would care. You um, beat has a card system where you can use a card to get like a profile on the game, and then it'll track your progress and your grades on individual levels, but it doesn't compare you to other people. But you do get, like, this juice score called Ubility, and that number is, like, basically a representation of your overall skill at the game. Um, And you can, like, compare that with other people. And I I know that, like, mine's the highest of anyone who goes to that arcade, but... Now, here's one thing that would bother me. Uh Uh-huh. Are arcades... I get... I feel... I often feel like arcades are dirty. Like, literally a dirty place to go. So, I think you've probably seen pictures of Akihabara that I've sent you. Like, they keep it... It's a clean place. And, I mean, since COVID, obviously, they sanitize wipe shit and all that. But it's not dirty. The only time the arcade ever feels, like, quote-unquote dirty is when they have, like, a fighting game tournament in the fighting game room. There's, like, a separate room where the fighting games are. Um, and there's, like, fucking, like, 30 or 40 people in there. This hasn't really happened since COVID, obviously. But – and especially if there's, like, Smash players or Dragon Ball Fighter Z players in there, they, those are, like, the players who don't shower. And then that, ro- the that room guys. smells bad. Like you, you like smell a distinct difference going from like the the normal arcade room where the bar is to the fighting uh, game room. If disgusting. there's like a big tournament going on, but other than that, it's like really clean. Like they keep it very clean. It doesn't feel dirty there at all. I can totally understand some arcades, like Dave and Buster's, and those arcades, like especially when they used to allow people to like smoke in the ar- inside and shit. <laughs> like those places were, are gross. Those Fucking remind me of like places, Las Vegas. Know, right, you come off. It's like oh, I got a hot wing. Like you're like mid hot wing, and then it's like oh shit, my turn. Like hot wings yeah. still on the hand. No, no, blah, 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 blah. No, no. This place is much like, more respectful. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, okay. Aki definitely that's doesn't true. feel that way. And that's like one of the reasons I like it. Like, I don't like Dave and Buster's. I don't like those arcades. I've never been like motivated to go there ever since I could play games at home. But Akihabara actually has like an appealing enough atmosphere and friendly enough people and like these games that like I am more interested in being there playing games than being at my house playing games, mm-hmm. which is a big deal considering like. I'm lazy and don't really want to drive places. Granted, it's very close to me, like less than 10 minutes, but still. You know what's super interesting? Just struck me. We've talked before about the hearth. We've talked about um, the reading nook. We've talked about right. the workstations. And Our these venues. Different venues of playing. The thing you just described of, like, I would I would consider personally the UB experience to sound more like a workstation almost experience because you're, like, just kind of there and, like, whatever. But, but, but especially your fighting game experience where you're talking about like you're facing the bar and stuff that kind of sounds actually like the stadium venue it, it is a little it's like a smaller version of that for sure yeah, it's a and TV i mean they have tournaments stadium, there too where you are def- where it's definitely more of a stadium feel but like just even casually playing there has that stadium aspect cuz like you got your machine you got other people playing fighting games all around you people watching people getting hype like here's someone yelling from the other side of the like room and you go over to see like what the hell's going on in that crazy match or whatever it's it's part of the similar like the similar hype of like an open bracket land tournament for some other kinds of games right, right like, exactly exactly you go to a dream hack or something like that and you're just kind of like looking over their monitors like while one team's playing the other team and fucking yeah. everyone's getting hype and shit it's yeah it's that kind of experience for sure and it's it's really yeah it's really a unique experience that i don't think you can really get in gaming at home Unless you're playing local multiplayer games, and that's so rare nowadays. We've talked before about how local multiplayer is definitely a dying version of games, and I think 
like arcades are the only place to really get that in a good way now and those are even like dying right like that's why they need the bar and that i hope they find ways to survive actually one really interesting thing about japanese arcades that's one of the reasons they've they have maintained survival is one just because like i think it's the nature of japan like there's like these cities and people like businessmen are around and it's they part like of the culture stop at the arcade is part of the culture but also they've actually revolutionized a lot of their arcade games to the point like where if you get on a U-beat in a Japanese arcade, it has online matchmaking to all the other arcades that use the same oh, U-beat cool. network as that one. So you can get on there and like matchmake and play against someone else at another arcade or someone at your arcade if they have multiple U-beat machines also playing U-beat. They also do that with like the fighting game cabinets, right? Like I can play someone there or I can get on that cabinet and just like matchmake into someone who's playing it at a different arcade in Japan. And that's not something that arcades here really offer yet. Yet. Yeah, yeah. I the culture thing is a it's a big deal. It's interesting because Coos actually just said I'm too antisocial in there. I do feel like America's got a different kind of a culture, you know. Generally speaking, uh, I think of it more frequently not really about arcades and stuff, but like uh, my family's from Argentina. That culture is so much more like social and shit. Right. Like um, totally. And here, here things do feel more distance. But I do think. I don't know. Uh, my question to you was going to be before you you just said all that is like, do you think arcades will survive in the United States uh, through COVID? Like, meaning like, you know, obviously some are going to take a hit and stuff. Do you think th- it's you know? Do you think it'll come back? Do you think? Uh, I mean, so arcades were already like basically dying before COVID, so I don't think that like COVID is doing them any favors. But like the good arcades are surviving, like Aki and places like that. Um. But I, I think Akihabara is really rare. I haven't seen many places like that. I don't know about many. Granted, I don't go looking outside of Colorado for places like that, or I haven't yet, right? Because I haven't had any need to. But um, Have you I think places like that will sorry. survive on their own merit of being unique, unique. right? But um, it's like bars, right? Like people go to bars all the time like and are regulars at bars and bars offer basically zero entertainment besides the social aspect so like you would think a barcade would be even more appealing than a bar because it offers you that bar experience if you want it plus something else if you want something else yeah that um i was gonna say a lot of times what a bar will offer is like billiards Right or uh, sure darts table games, or yeah. Watching and that's sports. what like Dave and Buster's and Round One and those places offer to survive. Right, is they have right. these additional experiences, bowling even sometimes. Right, yeah, that gets you Food. in the door and you make the money on the alcohol. Right, right, right. But they they can also have arcade games and yeah, that's true. There's these like big bigger arcades are the main surviving arcades. But I mean, there's another local arcade near me that's not a barcade that's definitely not doing as well as Aki, but still exists as well, called Boss Stage, and they're surviving too, so I don't know. How are they, they surviving? Again, on unique. They have or? all unique... They have, like, way more unique rhythm games than Aki. Like, they have the same... The games Aki has, plus, like, probably, like, five times more. But the atmosphere's so much worse than at Akihabara, so... Oh, he also has, like, a figure store and manga store that sells, like, anime figurines and manga that he, like, goes to Japan and buys and brings back. So it has, like, a storefront also that helps it survive. So it still does have an alternate revenue revenue stream from just the arcade. Now, I wonder, okay, I'm just saying, in an effort to maybe keep them alive at some point, let's say things get look a little more bleak at some point, they're looking for ideas on how to bring people in. Um, and let's say they started offering like these like off to I don't know how big Akihabara is it might not be 
uh, realistic for Aki Hopper, but imagine that there would be like space on the side for like land setups, right? Like some PCs sure. and shit, and like people could like, for example, I don't know if this is a real thing you can do, but Valorant each other, right? Right. Like Valorant. Um, like, give me one second. I have to answer my door. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder if those kinds of things might help KO Koala Barcade win. Well, you know, Josh, I've talked about before. In the future, I I wonder. There's there's a there's currently a a company called The Void that's been implementing these like shared space VR experiences, and uh, I actually think pull those those being successful is is going to be a similarish play to uh, an arcade in that right. the unique experience brings people in but like how you make like i think it's going to be kind of a similar thing anyway while well, i was getting so, back to that land yeah, yeah. idea uh, to answer your question so akihabara has this and that's how they host these fighting game tournaments that aren't arcade games like smash oh, okay and okay. stuff they have like these like on the sides of the fighting game room there's like ledges where people can put monitors people bring monitors and consoles and set up setups for these games so they can play them there generally it's only fighting games there because like for like valorant for example you would need like a dedicated land area and some places do have that there are like land cafes that have that right and that's another pseudo arcade concept that's also pretty much died out but uh i do think that's another appealing aspect of like uh, potentially appealing aspect of an arcade is being able to bring your own setup or come use their setup and play like a game locally with our friends. When I was uh, in high school and early college, me and Jordan and Evan and Sean and Derek would all go to the arcade or go to the land center and play Dota together. And it's pretty fun, like sitting next to each other and playing a game like that. Um, yeah, for sure. And that's that before. Live yeah. Stadiumness to it, too. Right. Exactly. Every now and then somebody will kind of like look over and see what's going on. Uh, I went to the opening of a gaming bar for a couple years back. It was basically a bunch of gaming PCs with games already loaded on them, but it was really high quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there are places like that here, and that's similar to the Land Cafe I'm talking about. Yeah. Granted, that I think is becoming that's even more dead in my mind than an arcade because they don't have the unique game offering. Yeah. Right? They're literally offering you games you could play at your house. Mm-hmm. Right? That that I feel like is that's like the blockbuster of netflix you know (laughs) yes 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 yeah i feel like in the past it was i don't have a pc slash have a bad one so i go to a land center to use that pc and play games i don't have sean says yeah it was also the lack of internet like widespread good internet especially in foreign countries why land centers are so popular and there are still foreign countries where land centers are still very popular because they allow you to get internet that you might not be able to get at your house yeah that's interesting yeah i uh and actually for what it's worth Let's look 15 years in the future when cloud gaming replaces most like console gaming as the casual thing of choice. That experience might kind of come back, you know, like the average person is a Stadia Game Pass player and right. they've, they don't they, they haven't tried the premium experience. Right. Like Maybe they can't quality. play like the high pace like game that they want to play like Valorant or Rainbow Six Siege because they don't have the internet to support it. It could be that they would go to a land center to do it. But that would require those places to exist at that time, and I'm not certain. It would be interesting for a business to try and succeed in that environment. I would be From curious From my what perspective, would I just feel like there's an opportunity there. I don't know if the rise of VR and maybe like these like uh, more significant VR experiences um, might be the thing that to help it, but... That, that yeah, because VR is definitely a high hardware barrier, right? That's like mm-hmm. something that I'm saying. Like the arcade has a hardware 
appeal with my my right there's no way i could have a my my machine at my house well and if you do but, something along the lines of what the void is doing where right. you are creating a digital the digital space is dependent on the physical space right it's, so the it's physical literally sp- something you can't have at home unless yep. you paid way more than you would be willing to to do yeah it. that can be the unique experience that gets yep. you in the door yeah from my perspective uh i i just think Regardless of whether arcades die and then whatever or not, there, I think as long as humans are humans, there's an opportunity to capitalize on that stadium uh, environment, right? And then the it, you can maybe call it a micro stadium environment, and then a uh, pe- like people like being social. It yeah. we like being comfortable and convenient too. Like it's it's convenient to just ping Sean on Steam and play. But if you gave, it's like that's the, that's I think kind of the key, giving me reason to go with Sean to this place. You know, right. I don't yeah. know. I mean, humans do inherently want to like gather and create community. That's like an instinctual right. aspect of being human. So like these are places that offer that that you really can't get at home. Yeah, it's my that's my uh, we we right. have as the, Sean says in chat. If I could play Valorant. It, with Skylar in the same room every time we played, I would totally do that. And I would too, right? Like, if I could be in the same room as my friends when I'm playing a game with them, I would always want to do that unless I'm right. really determined to, like, not wear yeah, pants fucking or whatever. Local multi- <laughs> LAN parties are the fucking best, man. Right. Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The old day, like, Halo LAN parties were, like, the shit where you, like... We brought. We would bring like our old, the big ass CRT TVs and like Xboxes and shit, and you just like put them around and like. Yep. If you, yeah, it's we used true. to do that with Dota and Warcraft Three. You don't have to wear pants here. That's the beauty, says yep. Sean. It's true. You have to yep. wear pants in an arcade. Yep. For now, unfortunately, I mean, I could wear my PJ pants and literally no one would judge though. There was this this girl was there last time in like PJs and no one no one gave a shit. She was like when I was leaving my house, my mom was like, You're really going to the arcade like that? And she was like, Yeah. (laughs) I don't care. Anything else you want to say? No, I think that's good. Uh if anyone's ever in Colorado and wants to go to the arcade, hit me up on Discord. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um we do have a patron question. Oh yeah, what's our patron question from Potatoes? Okay. Um I've heard of that guy, I think. Okay, wait, we have is two it, questions. Potatoes no, no, is... We can save one for next week. Okay. Potatoes question is barely a question, but... We answered it, Evco Music's question last time. Oh, we did. We did. You're right. Yes, yes, Never yes. mind. Okay, drums or guitar, he says. That's All it. Right. That's literally That's the question. So vague. It's so <laughs> open to interpretation, but... Uh, do you want gonna, me to go? I mean, I feel yeah. like I know your answer so quickly that you should go first. Yeah, like generally speaking, <laughs> I would say... Uh, well, this is, there's a, there's a few nuances, right? Like uh-huh. if I just have to give a just general vague bullshit answer, like guitar, yep. but if you right, think let's, about wait, like, let's give our vague bullshit answer first. Yours is okay. guitar, right? Yeah. Mine is definitely drums. So then if you give the, well, if we removed one of these from existence, the impact on influence on music and stuff, which one would it be? You definitely need to keep drums. Yeah. You definitely you know? remove guitar. Totally. Yeah. So and, and for me, right. All the music I listen to, like has no need for guitar necessarily and almost any music that i listen to that has guitar it could easily be replaced with another instrument and be similarly effective whereas yeah. whereas like drums like what 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 does I even like not guitar. having drums mean like you just have no I agree. Like, percussion well that's does what that i was gonna say the thing percussion? i like about you know like especially this the style of music i personally enjoy playing on guitar it has like a strong percussive element to it too you know so it's true i do have a drum um, <laughs> So that that's a thing. Now, 
But there's the additional wrinkle of if there are, you know, brain-eating zombies outside, which one should you have? I'm going guitar because you can really smack. You mean the to like make the high pitched noise to like try no, no, and blow no. their brain well, up I mean, or whatever? If that's how you want to try and fight them, I suppose yeah. you could do that. I mean, that, it's like you know? uh, in a quiet place, I believe high pitched noises were what killed the zombies. You know, they had like an apocalypse, and they were like in a zombie apocalypse for like what is this? Thirty years, a quiet place. In my opinion, oh, one of the worst place. horror movies ever made. Um, they're in a they're in like this apocalypse for like thirty years, and only like thirty years in did someone try like playing a loud high pitched noise to see if it negatively affected the 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 monsters. <laughs> Just like really, you don't think like a Sonic that would be one of your experiments like week one. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was just kind of thinking blunt force guitars are nicer to nicer you mean like for smacking. Yeah, yeah, like smack. I mean, the that's shit fair. If I'm like carrying around like a bass drum or something, you yeah, get one. Kind, you get one. That's throw. kind of an awkward hit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, you get one throw at that, and then you're done. You like do the thing where you like slam it over them, and they get stuck inside of it, and that like eliminates one zombie. For the same reason, have you ever broken a drum? Uh, like on purpose? No. Okay, like, because I was going to say, which one's funner to break? I've broken guitars on purpose and drums on purpose. I could see, I could easily imagine guitars are more fun to break. I personally find them more fun just because the, the execution of the motion's fun. And, like, when you get you that, like, simple machine, you get that, like, lever, the yeah, simple yeah, machine exactly. action. You just get that really satisfying, like, <gasps> boom, you know? Yeah. Kicking the drum is awkward because, like, I don't know, my intuition that time was, like, you know, you want to kick it through the head, you know? Yeah. But then your foot just kind of like gets stuck in it. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. like go flying. So yep. anyway, that's that's. So there you go, potatoes. That's also a Jimmy well Hendrix answer. lit his guitar on fire. I don't know if any drummers who lit their drums on fire. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, I think it would hurt more. Well, that's not true. Guitars can be really expensive. Uh, too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's cool though. Jimmy's cool. <laughs> All yeah, right, I- Tayush, that's your answer for drums or guitar. Anthony and I can turn any question, no matter how simple, into a long-ass discussion. <laughs> that's that's all we proved with that one. <laughs> if you want to talk to us about more ridiculous things like this, you should join our Discord. And you can yeah. do that by going to our website, kokoalientertainment.com. There you have links to all of our social media. Discord, you have links to our Patreon. You would be amazing if you supported us there. It seriously helps us out so much. It really actually does because we literally use the money to pay for dev and tools and stuff. And we don't not buy other things in our life because of it. You guys are awesome. And most importantly, it helps us along the way of establishing what we believe is a core pillar of making our studio successful one day, which is alternate revenue streams. You supporting us this way helps us... um, maintain creative freedom obviously as this scales up uh, in the future so you big and deal if you support us and you get we just announced three new three new benefits four new benefits kind of the, be, the for, you get immediate access to the minecraft realm if you've seen all the crazy Pogger. bullshittery you get immediate access regardless of the tier you get priority place over so playing on stream we kick other people out who are playing with us and we put you in and then all the 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 five dollar a month tier Qualitacular went from getting five percent off on their merch to ten percent, and that stacks on sales. So yep. we do like fifteen percent; they get twenty five percent, and Koala Manjaro gets fifteen percent off instead of uh, what everyone and else gets. Links Potter is not a patron, so that means you can kick him out of playing games on stream, and that just sounds like a satisfying experience. Yeah. Do you want it? Do you want to hear <laughs> Links go like? 
no, no, you can't infinite and then like hear him get kicked. <laughs> you can um, do that with two dollars a month. That's yeah. all you need. <laughs> and if all that isn't enough uh, value for you, we are having our next alpha playtest of our video game in the very near future, and you know. There's going to be some exclusive content on the Patreon relating to that, especially once we start releasing information about our game. The patrons going to get to see all of that first and more for sure. Yeah, the patrons have seen some teasers so far, but they're going yep. to see a lot more this year. The In addition, uh, as Skyler was saying, right now the builds are in what we consider kind of like a pre-alpha state. You bet your ass the patrons are going to get some early access goodness at some point. So. Uh, yeah. I want to see alpha testing gameplay. Oh well, that's that's really that's really interesting. TV. Maybe if you're a patron, you have a better chance. Maybe of doing if you're a patron that. and you wait like two to three months, you might get to see some. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, 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 yep. So anyway, thank you very much for all of our current patrons. You guys are fucking awesome. Thank you so much for your support. Yes. Uh, and you get a bunch. Sorry, last thing. You get a bunch of free shit. You get free merch. You get so we're launching shit. new merch design that the patrons have actually new merch and Anthony original. Yes, not this is my first design. ever design. Yep. If so you, far, if you- <laughs> reception. It's it, you know it's not like creatively amazing like Britney's, <laughs> but it's. Uh, no. Received well. Okay. That's, that's good. Uh, that's good. So anyway, thank you guys so much. Thanks. Stay tuned. We are, we are actually, for those who are listening on audio and those who are listening on stream, we're about to roll a giveaway for our Discord. We do giveaways yep. every three weeks there. If you need more reason to join, that's why. We have a giveaway going on Instagram right now. It ends this week. That's why there is a $300 giveaway by our friends at Tilted Nation who we are partnering with. That's why if you should follow us on this shit just for free stuff, good God, you, you know, be cool <laughs> like some people who have won like two to $300 worth of shit already. Anthony loves giving away free stuff, so support him in his need to give away free stuff. So, yes, thank you for listening. Thanks. And Talk to you guys next week. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.